Welcome to the PITC UK podcast with your host, Daryl Ferns, and her partner in true crime, Tom Ferns. The latest episode of the PITC UK podcast has some topics that some people may find distressing or upsetting. Welcome everyone to the first PITC UK podcast of 2023. So we're very excited to be back. It's been a long time. We've been away. Um, So apologies uh, for lack of episodes, but we're very much going to be doing these as best as we can throughout the year. So if you didn't know, my name's Tom. My name's Daryl. And what case are we going to be discussing this week? This week we're going to be talking about the University of Idaho quadruple murders that happened on the 13th of November of last year. Which is quite recent, this isn't it, but it's been quite well documented. It has. There's quite a lot of facts that we will talk about. Uh, quite a lot of rumours okay. that we may also talk about. But we will state when it's speculation. Okay. We try, want to try and stick to as many facts as we can. Yeah. The problem is with this case is it was huge online. So a lot of the information, you, it's hard to find a source. Fair. In terms of, you know, if someone says something. Whether it's true or not. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I've tried to, you know, use the affidavit as much as I can for yeah. the facts and stuff. So, And if you're not familiar with the podcast, basically we have Daryl, who's uh, our information. Um, she spends hours and hours collating all the information for us to go through. And I give my opinions on the case. I'm, I'm not going to say that I'm going into this blind, um, as obviously we have discussed this, but... Um, there's a lot of it that I don't know, so I'll just be giving my opinions as we go. Um, so yeah, Daryl. In the early hours of Sunday the 13th of November 2022, four University of Idaho students were found stabbed to death in their off-campus residence located on 1122 King Road in the small college town of Moscow, Idaho. The victims are identified as 21-year-old Kaylee Goncalves, her best friend 21-year-old Madison Mogan, 20-year-old Zana Carnodal and her boyfriend, 21-year-old Ethan Chapin. All the victims, beside Ethan, were roommates, sharing the six-bedroomed home, along with two other surviving females, DM and BF. DM and BF's names are known to the public, but for the sake of their privacy, I'll be referring to them by their initials. That's fair. During this discussion. So I thought that we'd start off by just talking a little bit about the victims and who they were, yeah. because I feel like they get lost in this whole thing. I think I think that's common with any sort of homicide, isn't it? I think it's more focused on the person that's committed it rather than the victim. Yeah, and it's just so sad to think that, like... How young they all were. I know yeah. they were. So, Kaylee, she was a beautiful, hard-working, motivated young woman who had a promising future. She's described by her family as a social girl, and while attending the University of Idaho, she joined the Alpha Phi sorority. She was studying to become an elementary teacher. However, she was set to graduate early in December 2022 and had a marketing job already lined up in Austin, Texas. 
At the time of the murders, she was visiting a friend at her former residence for the weekend to show off her new car, a Range Rover, which she proudly was able to buy herself. Not long before the murders took place, Kaylee and her boyfriend of five years, Jack, had broke up. According to her mum, they were on the verge of getting back together. Kaylee attended the university with her chosen sister and best friend, Maddie. The two girls found one another in middle school and from day one, they became inseparable. Kaylee's family described Maddie as a bonus child. So they were all very, very close. close. Yeah. yeah. Maddie excelled in school and applied focus and dedication to everything she did. She was a caring, beautiful and popular girl who joined the Pi Beta Phi sorority in college and made the dean's list every semester. Her boyfriend, Jake, also attended the university and is she was described by a he was described by her family as the love of her life. Zana Carnodal was a positive person with an immense sense of adventure. She enjoyed living life to the fullest and always created a lasting impression on those who knew her. Growing up, she was a talented gymnast, but also participated in volleyball, track and soccer. During her time at college, Zana majored in marketing and she was also an active member of the Pi Beta Phi sorority. She had a part-time job at the Mad Greek restaurant with a friend and roommate, Maddie, and was in a relationship with Ethan. So Ethan was the first of a set of triplets to be born. He and his siblings, a sister and a brother, were all incredibly close and attended university together and he even joined the same fraternity as his brother, Hunter. Ethan loved the social aspect of college. He was very active in sports. He was a kind friend to all who adored life and strived to make the earth a better place. So that's sort of what we know. Of them as personalities, yeah. yeah. Any thoughts? Again, they just sound like, you know, your, your average college kids and, you know, the, the description of them seemed like they were all, you know, working towards having great jobs and, you know, good life. And obviously, it, yeah, they, they just seem like your run-of-the-mill university kids, don't they? Yeah. And it's sad as well just <clears throat> to think about, like, the relationship that Kaylee and Maddie had. Yeah. Like, it's it's sad because... I think like one day she just showed up at like Maddie showed up at Kaylee's house and then just never just, left. Yeah, really. just like, and mum and dad said that they'd go on like holidays together and stuff like that. And yeah. at the time Kaylee had moved out and she was visiting for the weekend. Right, okay. Um which is also just really sad to yeah, think about. Yeah, that's it. Well, if she's only just gone there for the weekend, then... Yeah. She was really proud of the car that she was able to buy. And oh. She just wanted to show it off to her friends. It's so heartbreaking. It really is. So on Saturday the 12th of November, 2022, Zana and Ethan attended a party at his fraternity house, the Sigma Chi. Kaylee and Maddie spent the night at a local bar called Corner Club, arriving around 10pm. At approximately 1.30, they left the bar and headed for food from a vendor called The Grub Truck. They are seen on a Twitch stream ordering their food at 1.40 and then waiting in a crowd before picking up their order and leaving via a private party, thought to have been an Uber. It's sort of like a discrepancy whether it was really an Uber or whether it was a fraternity brother. Right, okay. Who was like... A designated driver. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I've seen it both ways. Okay. Not that it really matters because he's, whoever it was, is known to the police and has been cleared of any... Yeah, wrongdoing. There was, no, there was no issues, yeah. 
DM and BF were also out the night of the 12th separately and claimed that all of the roommates, including themselves and Ethan, had arrived back at the King Road residence by 2am. Everyone was either asleep or in their respective rooms two hours later. From 2.26 to 2.25am, seven unsuccessful phone calls were made from Kaylee's phone to her ex, Jack. An additional three calls were made from Maddie's phone to Jack with similar results. At 4am, Zana received a DoorDash delivery. Do you know what DoorDash is? It's like Just Eat, isn't it? Is it? But yeah, I think it's like, yeah, like Uber Eats. Yeah, I think I I read that it, it was like, they leave... The food on your doorstep, yeah, like, yeah rather than COVID not... and stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I just had never heard of that before. Yeah, I think it's just like a, a food delivery place. Around the same time, DM was awakened by what sounded like Kaylee playing with her dog upstairs. So DM's bedroom is directly underneath Kaylee's bedroom. Right. Okay. So that would make sense, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you can hear the rustling above you. A short time after, she heard someone who she thought was Kaylee, but could have been Zana, saying something to the effect of someone's here. This caused DM to look outside of her bedroom, but she reportedly didn't see anything. She opened a door a second time when she thought she heard crying coming from Zana's room and then claimed she heard a male voice say, it's okay, I'm going to help you. DM opened her door for a third time when she saw what she described as a figure clad in black clothing walking towards her. She didn't recognise this person, but said that he was 5 foot 10 or taller, not very muscular, but athletically built with bushy eyebrows. The male walked past her, headed towards a sliding glass door to the rear of the house, as she stood as in what she described as a frozen shock phase. She then locked herself in her room. Okay. So, yeah... So, what's really strange is the fact that, you know, this individual that's leaving the property just leaves Hmm. DM alone. Like, just doesn't, you know... (laughs) No one gets it, like... It makes no sense. It makes no sense. And that's the thing, is that we don't know what his reasoning was for leaving a witness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody who can describe what he looks like. That's the thing, is like, you know, for me... The one thing that, if you're going to commit a murder or a crime, even it doesn't have to be murder, you clear your tracks, you clear witnesses, you clear evidence, and, you know, for him to casually just walk past yeah, and then just leave through a door, it just doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense, and, I mean, there's so many things you could think about, like, maybe he didn't see her, maybe it was maybe. dark, maybe she was just peeking through the door, she didn't fully open the door, you know, maybe. but then how did she get such a good description of him? That's it. Like, down to the eyebrows. That's it, because if you're saying it was dark, yeah, but could describe his eyebrows, then, you know, she's obviously seen enough of him, like... Fair enough, there might have been doors open with street lights coming in and it's flashed across his face. There's no or... street lights outside. It's okay. A, it's such a dark place. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. how can eyebrows stand out then? It's, it's that, really that, odd. That, yeah. It is odd. And, you know, was he carrying a knife? How did she not see a knife in his hand? Like, yeah, maybe. It, it makes no sense. There's been speculation about DM. I mean, it's so sad because at the beginning, people were really critical of her. But at the yeah. beginning, we didn't have this information that I'm talking about right now. This has yeah, only yeah. just come out recently in the PCA. And it was thought that she was sleeping downstairs in the basement. Right, okay. So 
you know, that would make a bit of sense. Like, if he'd just come through the the sliding doors on the second floor, yeah. maybe he didn't know there was a basement because the house is really strange. It's like it's built up. One half of it is built on a hill. Yeah. It's like it's been extended. Okay. So, that like, the house it on the front is on the ground floor. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But then as you go around the rear, the sliding glass door is on the ground as well, but that's on the hill. Yes, does that make, make sense. Any yeah, sense? it does make sense. Yeah, yeah. So maybe he didn't know that there was a basement down there. Maybe. But she wasn't there. She, she wasn't. Was, she was in she a room. Was, so like yeah, yeah. that just doesn't make any sense. No, because it doesn't make any sense. Out of the the murders that occurred, then how many of them occurred on the same floor as her bedroom? One. One. Well, two. Two in one room. Two in one room. Yeah. Okay, and then more were above. Yes. Okay. And there also was another surviving roommate, BF, who was on the basement level, or it's. It's level one. Yeah. It's it's like a basement or like it's a ground level. Yeah. So it's lower ground, basement yeah, level. Yeah, yeah. But it's not because it's the way the house is built. Yeah. It's on the ground. But like, yeah. you know, if you were just coming in through the back, you would not know that that's there. But uh, I don't know. It's, it's it, There's a number of things that... It is. just doesn't... Like, an MO for a, for a murderer is clear your tracks, do, you know check every room and, and and obviously especially if it's a multi-person murder as well mm-hmm. so he must have or she he um must have known that there was multiple people in that house you can't just go into any random house and kill people no and if you know if we think it's the guy that we think it is yeah if it's the guy we think it is then from his film records we know that he'd been in to, the area. In the stuff. area, yeah. possibly scoping out the house 12 times prior to the murders. Wow, that's a lot. So, you know, but, and this guy, supposedly innocent <laughs> until proven guilty. Of course, yeah, yeah. He's supposed to be a really smart guy. Well, there's one comparison that I've made to this case. Um, and it's it's very Bundy-like. Yeah. Um, now, if you're aware of... Bundy's, um, one of his killings was, uh, if correct me if I'm wrong, was in a sorority house, wasn't it? It was. And it was sort of the same thing. The, the girls were sleeping as well and yeah. he snuck in. and. But instead yeah. of, didn't Bundy bludgeon them rather than yeah, stab I, them? Yeah, he didn't like stabbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's very, this, this, this guy who's been arrested for the murders, um, you know, it's... He's obviously took the time to look around and do his research on this particular house. Now, the only thing that I can think of in my mind is that obviously there was her, fr- um, and again, this is something I do a lot. If you're listening, is a forget names and things. So the uh, two main girls that you described, Kaylee and Kaylee, yeah. So <clears throat> now, obviously, was it Maddie who was visiting Kaylee? No, it was Kaylee who Kaylee. was visiting. Okay, so Kaylee was visiting Maddie. Now, obviously, if he's been scouting this house out, mm-hmm. he's obviously made numbers in his head. Mm. So, potentially, what could have happened is he could have thought he's killed Maddie, sorry, Kaylee, mm-hmm. thinking that was one of the other girls in the house, and in his head, he's done the numbers. That's the problem, is we don't yeah. know who or if there was a target. Yeah, that's in it. Particular about, and you can think about, like whose wounds were the worst and you know who it seemed that he had the problem with yeah but when it comes down to it 
at the moment. We don't know if yeah. this was a targeted thing. I, th- I think I think the person... house was, but yeah. I don't think it was a personal attack. No, because... but we don't know, and that's the thing. Is yeah. like, I mean, two of the people there that night weren't supposed to be there. Yeah. Ethan didn't live there. Okay. He was just staying okay. over with with Sana. Okay, so let, let's let's think about this. So, how many people lived in the house? There was f- well, five if you count Kaylee. Five. Okay. Four if you don't count Kaylee. Okay, so if you've got four, how many people were murdered? Four. So again, the logic being is, if, in his mind, is if he's been scouting that house out and he's seen four individuals, by the time he's killed those four individuals, he's not taken into consideration the other two in the house. Hmm. Because they aren't supposed to be there. So in his mind, he's done. He's done what he was supposed to do. So, But then you see a witness and you just leave them? Again, if he's seen her. And that's the thing. I so <laughs> I think that's potentially, in his mind, is like... And again, you don't know what's going on through his head at that moment yeah. in time. So he could just be thinking, he's walked past the door, it's you know cracked a little bit, and... In his mind, he's gone, oh, it's just me, me head playing mind games. I mean, if he's yeah. even thinking at all, just well, exactly, think about, like... He's the, done before, get out. The adrenaline yeah. that's going through. I mean, have you ever done something that's sort of made you, like, a little bit anxious or yeah. nervous? And then, like, once it's done, you can't even remember doing it just because, yes. like, you, you were so... Why yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah, it yeah. could have been... He just... He got the floor that he supposedly... And again, this wanted. is just a theory. Yeah. <laughs> And then was just dead set on just get. I need to get out of here before, you know. Before I get caught, yeah, 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 or yeah absolutely. Yeah, there's just so many things that you could think about. Yeah. None of which really make any sense. No, they don't. They don't. <laughs> so at eleven fifty-eight a.m. on the thirteenth of November, police received a nine-one-one call that came from the address of one-one-two-two King Road, stating that they were in need of aid for an unconscious person. The 911 call hasn't been released and police haven't really clarified who actually made the call. But online speculation has obviously resulted in quite a few different rumours, including that one of the surviving roommates was the unconscious person that they were calling over. Um, And also, it's supposed that the call handler spoke to numerous people while on the call. Right, okay. Uh, it's been reported that surviving roommates DM and BF called friends, including Ethan's brother Hunter, to the residence before they called police. And apparently the, this group were all at the crime scene when police arrived. Right. So. <clears throat> I know that there was a lot of um, accusations getting thrown about because of it. Oh, weren't they? so many. Because. I mean, everybody's been <clears throat> through it, I think. Yeah. And I think. You know, well, again, it comes down to it. If if you find if you were to find your friends brutally murdered in a house, you would call the police first before you call your friends. So that obviously did. I mean, she waited eight hours before she called the police anyway. True. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about that? I think that's that's really odd. And again, it's it's one of those things. So, was she aware that they were, you know, that they were murdered? That's the thing. Cause... She's hearing crying. She's hearing noises. She's seeing somebody. A random guy. Yeah. But again, not not to paint this picture that, you know, the, the these people were, were like this, but I imagine that, you know, kids at university, there's probably a lot of 
strange men and women that this you know was a known, frequent a known you know party house and that's it so you and know, when you've got so many roommates who do you know is in the it, dark it could be somebody out of a boy round like, exactly and the exactly. thing is is he was wearing a mask just covering his nose and his mouth okay now five years ago that would have been strange but, but since now COVID, it's, normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so normal to just see people like that and yeah it's so sad because she's Again, she's been getting a lot of shit online. Why right. didn't she? Why did she wait eight hours to call? You know. How did she know? That's the thing. You know? And there's, yeah. again, so much speculation about. You know, she could have been drunk. Absolutely. Getting in awake at four a.m. You know, and and that's the thing. So, you know, when when you've been out on a night out, you come home drunk. You know full well that as soon as your head hits that pillow, you're out, yeah. and then. Unless something odd happens, but if you're not fully coherent to what's going on, you I mean, are going to brush it off again, and just you, get your head back down again. If you put it together with it's a party house, it could be somebody that the other girls knew. Also, you know, I don't know. It's just it's not that I mean, crazy of a theory to to say that you know it just could have been another occurrence of a party house, a sorority. You know, and that that's the thing is that I think people are very quick to lay blame on people. Oh, it's so sad because it can ruin people's lives. Oh, and I, you know, I don't doubt that. Like, I mean, the other day there was pictures in the Daily Mail of this girl having a going for a jog outside a home, and there's pictures from like in bushes of this victim, and it's why. Yeah, it's. It just makes me sick yeah. a little bit. Like and that's the this thing. This is a young girl. Apparently, we don't know for sure, but apparently she's nineteen. Right. And also, the thing that gets me is like the first thing that you think of when the, all this is happening is not my friends have been murdered. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You wake up in the night, you hear noises, you see somebody you don't really recognise, but it could be anyone. You don't immediately think. That's a murderer. Shit. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, you yeah, don't... Yeah. There will be... I mean, and I think that's, like, our body's natural response is to sort of make excuses yeah. for, you know, it, what it could be. Yeah. You, you try and logicalise a lot yes, of things, and I think it, it's... You don't think it's the worst-case scenario, especially when you're drunk. Yeah. Because you don't have a sense of danger when you're drunk. So... Well, it's less, you know, than what it would be if you were sober. The only thing that sort of gets me is the fact that she said she stood in a, what was it, a, a frozen shock phase. So if she s- stood in a frozen shock phase... She was aware of what was going on. Something wasn't normal. Yeah, yeah. yeah but absolutely. again, you know, we don't know. And again, though, it's like, she may have... That How many times have, have, have we, we, you know looked at cases and it's been very matter of fact a lot of the stuff that they say in these interviews in these first or second interviews is because yes she may have felt that she had a shocked face but she wouldn't fully know a frozen shock phase oh a phase okay fair (laughs) i thought you said frozen shock face um but a phase yeah fair enough but if she was even still it's still the same thing you know you wouldn't 100% 100% recognise that as being a shock phase because mm-hmm. until you're in shock, and you I don't mean, know. I guess it's one of those things as well where, like, what's like, there's like a term for it, but it's like 
when you know something so in the moment you don't think anything of it and then when you find out about it things start making sense yes so like if you knew someone you went to school with and you know you described them as yeah he was all right two weeks later he's been arrested for murder you're gonna start thinking oh, oh my do you god know what? Like, he was he always was a bit, a bit odd. weird yeah, 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 yeah. and it's that I can't remember the name. For what it I know is, exactly what you mean. You know, yeah. that's what she could have been been thinking as well. Yeah, he looked dodgy. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. At the time, yeah. did she think he looked dodgy? No. Maybe not. But yeah. then, you know, afterwards, her friends have been murdered. Of course. It's going to instantly change your perception of that person. Yeah. Um, as being, oh, just another guy over who's, you know, here for one of the girls to a murderer. Mm-hmm. And it is, a, it is a complete 180 because... Until you know what's happened, you, you can't make a perception of someone. Yeah. So, you know, and then obviously now she's seen this dark figure with bushy eyes with his face covered. At the time, that meant nothing. Mm-hmm. When, after the fact, it was... Quite a big deal. Quite a big deal, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, we obviously assume that either she went back to sleep straight away, or maybe she could have been in shock. Potentially. And that's yeah. why, you know, she, she didn't call police straight away. I mean, my first thought was she didn't have a phone with her. So a lot of people think that, you know, people are glued to the phones all the time. But again, it's four o'clock in the morning. That's the thing. You know. Some people, and I noticed this, some people don't like charging their phones in the room for whatever reason. And it could have been on charge somewhere else. Potentially, yeah. We just don't know, but I think it's... I don't think that we should judge No, decisions. I, absolutely not. I think, as I say, she could have been intoxicated. She could have been exhausted, you know, and that's the thing. Um, and again, you and know... She, she, she sort of saved herself, in a way. Yeah. Because she did she, the right thing. She took thing a step back, yes. Herself. Exactly. She hasn't gone, who are you? You know, she's just sort of like gone, okay, let's take a step and back. And that's totally something I'd do. Yeah, I'm not yeah. a confrontational person. Like, if I see something dodgy, I'm fucking locking myself in the room, yeah. hiding under the bed until it's light outside and I know that I'm safe. Exactly. No, I completely <laughs> agree. I mean, I'd try phone the police if I could. Yeah. But if my phone isn't around, then what are you supposed to do? Or again, if you're drunk, you may just go, oh, it's nothing, I'll go back to sleep. Yeah. You know, might happen. When police arrived at the home, they noted that the door was open and there seemed to be no forced entry or any damage. They entered through the front door on the first floor of the property, which led them to two bedrooms. So that's, as you're going in the front, that's the ground floor. Okay. Or the first level. So the there was two bedrooms on this level, one of which was vacant at the time, while the other is believed to have been that of a surviving roommate BF. As far as we're aware, nothing out of the ordinary was reported on this floor. So upstairs is the main level of the home, which consists of two bedrooms, zanas and DMs, a living area and a kitchen. To the rear of the kitchen is a sliding glass patio door that has ground access due to the house being built on a hill. It's sort of what I described before. And um, we do have blueprints that we'll post on social media of the house in yes. case anybody's interested because yeah. it's quite hard to describe yeah so upon entering zana's room police discovered the bodies of zana and ethan zana was found lying on the floor 
and appeared to have wounds caused by an edged weapon. Hasn't been revealed where in the room Ethan was found, but his death was later revealed to have been caused by sharp force injuries. So they go upstairs to Kaylee's bedroom on the third floor. Police discovered a golden doodle puppy, believed to be Kaylee's dog Murphy, who was alive and unharmed. However, Kaylee and Maddie were both found dead with visible stab wounds in a bed together in Maddie's room. All four victims were pronounced dead at 12pm. So there was, a, there was an eight hour window there, there. See, the thing is, is that again, if she's gone back to sleep, you know, eight hours later wakes up or seven and a half hours later wakes up, you know, goes to the kitchen, makes herself some breakfast, cup of coffee, whatever. And then thinks, oh, where are my roommates? Then goes to check and then realises what's happened. Then absolutely she's going to call the police straight away. Yeah, and obviously before, after calling her friend. Yeah. But that's the thing is like... At that age, you probably would go to your friends first. Exactly, yeah, especially yeah. if she's underage, she's been drinking. Yeah. There could be... It could be nothing. Yeah. You just want to get your friends in there first before you bother the police. Yeah. With something that could be nothing. But I just, I don't understand how she wouldn't have smelt something. It's only eight hours, isn't Blood, it? Blood, though. Yes, to be fair, yeah. But again, it, it, it's one of those things that you don't think rationally at that time. You know, and the eight hour thing, I just don't see as a problem. Good, I I'm really glad don't. you don't. I don't, because... <laughs> Again, it's, she's obviously just gone back to sleep. You know, there's no, there's no malice there. And the whole, like, the unconscious person thing that came through to 911. So that was what they labelled the call as. It was a call for aid for an unconscious person. So there was, like, speculation that maybe she'd seen Zana on the floor. Like, just, you know, peeked in. Not completely gone in. Can't wake her up. She's unconscious. Yeah. But it seems more likely that the whole unconscious person thing was like a blanket term. Yeah, yeah, For yeah. the dispatchers to sort of get the ball moving faster. Yes. So we don't know, but that was the speculation of like why she might not have called up saying my friends are dead. Yeah. Um. It, it was a big deal at the beginning, but again, like just when you think about it logically, it doesn't seem that much of a big deal. No, it doesn't. Really? No. Police swiftly ruled out the possibility of a murder-suicide and were quick to deny that any of the victims were found bound or gagged. They also insisted that they didn't believe that there was a threat to the community even though they had no idea who committed the murders, which understandably left the community, which has made mostly students anxious and fail for their safety. Which is understandable. Yeah, that's what I don't get. Like, if you don't know who this person is, how do you know there's not a threat to anybody else? And that's the the thing is, is that the the police are just using that as a tactic to try and calm people down and stop them from worrying. But We're again, not stupid. no, absolutely. Pe- even when you, even when there isn't an active killer in your neighbourhood, you're still like scared to some degree, or I am anyway. Yeah, <laughs> and then to know that. There is. It's gonna put you on edge. Of course it is, and like, and I think no matter what, the, you know, the police say that there's still gonna be unrest. There's still gonna be people very nervous, and the good thing, and I don't mean a good thing, but like, 
it was very close to the like the holiday break. Yeah. So a lot of students were going home anyway, to like, family yeah. homes and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that gave that gave them sort of a bit of a break from it. On November seventeenth, four days after the murders, the county coroner conducted autopsies on all four of the victims. She later spoke about her findings, telling the public that Kaylee, Madizana, and Ethan were all stabbed with a fixed blade knife in the chest and upper body. At least one victim had defensive stab wounds on their hands, indicating that they appeared to have tried to fend off the suspect, but she believed that one or more of the students were attacked while they were sleeping. So, defensive wounds indicating... Who was that, does it say? It doesn't say, but... Zana, she had a DoorDash at four, and she was scrolling through TikTok at four twelve. Okay. So it's and the police say, think yeah. that the murder started around four a.m. So it seems that she was awake. Was yeah, yeah. awake. Also, she was found on the floor where everybody else was. Was found, it in bed? Yeah. As far as we know, in bed. Yes. So that makes the most sense. It does. My my main sort of like thing from that is that. If, um, and again, forgive me, Kaylee and Maddie. Maddie, if they were in the same bed, right, if someone's been stabbed, that surely wakes you up. This is what, like, people were saying, but if they were, I mean, the, the coroner said that they were stabbed in the chest. Um, Could have What was been, it that she yeah. said? They were uh, stabbed in the chest and upper body. And apparently yeah. it's super hard to... I mean, I, I wouldn't know. Scream with a punch lung, scream I suppose. Scream yeah. or, like... Lung, yeah. and, and that could have been purposeful. That yeah, they wanted to silence yeah. the victims before. I mean, because also... Ethan and Zana were in the same room. Yeah, yeah. As far yeah. as we know. So, yeah. again... You know, maybe that was his plan the whole time. Was he knew that they'd be together. Yeah. Or maybe he didn't and he was surprised. So he had to kill both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. None of the victims showed signs of sexual assault, which, again, is also people found quite strange. Because that usually... With them types of... These types of murders, murders, it's usually like a sexual motive. But there was... There was nothing. No. Police stated that they believed the crime was a targeted attack, but they couldn't conclude whether the target was the residence itself or the occupants, like you said before. Yeah. So the evidence that we got, or the evidence that we know of, from the PCA. Yeah. So upon processing the crime scene, investigators recovered a tan leather... (laughs) I don't know anything about knives. I think it's a K-bar. Okay knife sheath next to Maddie's body. The sheath, believed to belong to the murder weapon, was stamped with the letters USMC, so the US Marine Corps. Corps? Yeah. Corps? Corps, yeah, yeah. These types of knives are combat weapons, which have been used by Marines, the Army and the Navy since 1942, but are widely available to buy replicas online now. Right. Um... I did like I googled a K bar because I was intrigued. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Scary knife. It's yeah. It's very sharp, durable, and very deadly. Is it um, jagged or is it a straight no, blade? No, it's sort of like if you think about 
the knife that Ghostface uses. Yes, very similar to that. With I the mean, I'm the not like a knife expert at all. Yeah. <laughs> at all. But it's very similar to that. Yeah, that's what it looks like to me. It's really long. Um, and super sharp. Right. And I, I watched a video of somebody because they're quite common. Like I didn't know. Like so many people keep them, and a, a lot of people keep them from when they were in the forces Fair. because they issued yeah. in As the forces. I mean, yeah. the, someone said. I think he was a marine. I can't remember who it was. He said they are designed to kill. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. it is that kind of weapon. Yeah. To make like, it an easy. If kill. you're gonna use it, you're gonna kill someone. Fair. You're not gonna just leave them with slashes and like, yeah, you know, shallow wounds. It's like it's a deep knife. Yeah, yeah, terrifying. So yeah, they found the sheath next to Maddie, and a single source of male DNA was found on the button snap of the sheath. Right. Okay. So it's. The, the sheath, as far as I know, is designed to buckle onto your belt holes. Yes. Like your yeah, belt yeah. loops. Yeah, yeah. So that you can carry the weapon without yeah. like, hurting yourself. Yeah. Other people that I've seen that own them say that it's the very stiff, like the button's stiff. Yeah, yeah. And it's obviously designed that way so that it, it doesn't, doesn't fall off. Yeah. Yeah. So how did it end up? They've got if they've got no defensive wounds and things as well because that was the only. only I mean, we don't know whether they have. They've not come out and said that. I mean, um, Kaylee's dad. He he said that Kaylee fought, but we don't know for a fact that she did. Yeah. Obviously, he has a little bit more information than we do, but. um, That's the logical answer: is that she's kicked or something and come off, or like pulled it off. Because again, that that's what uh, her dad said: is that he likes to think that she was able to, to pull it off him and, you know, leave it to be found. Yeah. Could it yeah. have been, again though, because obviously without seeing the inside of the rooms, could he have knocked it off walking past a, a chest of drawers or... Maybe. You know, Maybe. again, it, it's hard to say without obviously knowing, but again, it, it could have been a number of reasons why it was there. What but... I find really strange is that these knives have to be used with a sheath because they're so sharp. How's he got how it out? How did he get out yeah, well, without the sheath? Yeah. Well, I think the thing for me is that, <clears throat> obviously, he will have known that the sheath wasn't there. I mean, would he in the moment, or is it just well, yes, when he got home, when he's like, shit? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, he's really fucked himself up, probably, Or did he leave that. it on purpose? Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe. it's not his. Yeah. It could be, like, one of his roommates, or, like, his friends, and he's trying to free... I, I mean, I'm it's going, hard to say, yeah, yeah. To, like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The rabbit hole's there to go down. Oh, it is. There's been a lot of nights going down that (laughs) hole, but yeah, I just find that's such like a big piece of equipment. Equipment. Yeah. I'd say that's the right word. A big piece of evidence to leave behind if, you know. If you commit murder. If you're as smart as he thinks he is. Well, again, though, it's like, to go back to this sort of the Bundy comparison, is that. The one thing that, that Bundy did was he always covered his tracks. Yeah, that's why he didn't you know, like knives, because they make too much mess. They make mess. too much mess. So the thing for me is that, like, and again, um, from watching the movie, when he did make a mistake and that girl got away from his car, he instantly was upset. He was, mm. 
you know, angry. He he knew he'd messed up. Yeah. And <clears throat> so for this guy to to leave a big chunk of evidence, and again, as you say, it could have been his his roommates. It could have been a former, you know, friend or whatever. Yeah. But it, you know, I mean, as far as like, it's only his DNA that was found on the button snap. So it must have been his. So it must have been his. It must have been a mistake. It must have because people were saying like the defense could say, oh well, it was stolen. But mm. how when it's only his DNA on it? Makes no sense. No. It, it, I think he's made a really big mistake. Yeah. That's, that. that's what's got him caught. And, you know, I think it comes down to that when it comes to stuff like that, minor errors, and what you've just said is, is quite a good point. What if he did want to get caught? Because, <laughs> you know, what's the word? Is it sociopaths? Um who, oh, I think, yeah. who, who, <laughs> want, who want to be caught because they know all the cameras will be on there. Online, is, yeah. there's a whole thing about that at the minute where, yeah. you know, he loves the attention. And that's it. And he likes the no- notoriety of, you that's know, it. going down in history with his idols. Yes. Perhaps. Exactly. Uh, phone records later obtained show that Zana was browsing TikTok around 4.12 indicating that she was lately awake when the suspect entered the house. Also, there was pictures, the crime scene pictures that weren't released by the police, but by the media, you know, going through the windows yeah. and stuff. And there was a, a jack-in-the-box, like, paper bag on the side of the kitchen. Right. And we think that was the food that she got yeah. that morning. Yeah. Um. Do we think that she ate the food or... She was likely eating the food while she was on TikTok, wasn't she? Yeah. You know, probably sat, you know, on a couch or whatever. I just find, like, I find and... it hard, like, how... If she's in the kitchen eating the food, the sliding glass door's in the kitchen. He must have already been in the house. Potentially, he's been in there for a while, waiting for them to get back. What if the door dash was at the front door of the front of the house? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll get into his the evidence against him probably in the next one. But there was his phone record show. I can't remember exactly what it is, right? Like the times and stuff. Mm-hmm. He circled the house a couple of times before right. he actually parked up and went in. Okay. If this is the guy. So maybe he was circling because he's seen the DoorDash driver in and, the area and, and that was, it. That and was then seeing that they were going through the front and then maybe he ran round yeah. you know maybe he's ultimate opportunist isn't it you've got to take your opportunities in that you know in that mindset police also recovered a security camera located at a residence immediately immediately to the northwest of King Road less than 50 feet from Zana's room which upon review picked up distorted audio of what sounded like voices or a whimper followed by a loud thud and a dog barking at 4.17am. Investigators also found a latent shoe print just outside the door of DM's bedroom, so sort of confirming her story. Yeah. Um, The print showed a diamond-shaped pattern like that found on the sole of a van's shoe. Right. That was right out, directly outside her room. So, and again, that, that could have been there. That night, it could have been there 
a couple of days before, depending on right, obviously. Right, but the, the, the thing is with this footprint is the, um, they use a, a product. So the footprint, you can't see it with the naked eye. Yeah, yeah. So they use a, a product, um, Amino Black, I think it was, it's called. Right. Um, which is a stain that detects the presence of cellular material. So, so it's recent, yeah. And it, it, you know, blood or... Yeah. You know, bodily fu- Bodily fluids, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's sort of like that. I, I don't know if it's... I mean, the way I see it is like that um, luminol that they spray to yeah. see blood on walls and carpets yes. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's the thing is, I do think it was from that night, but I'm sure every girl in that house owned many pairs of vans. Yeah. But I think they're a popular show. It, aren't it's they? good yeah. evidence, you know, if they can, because the thing is, with the with any shoe, is every shoe is sort of unique to the person. So yeah. with wear, it changes the foot shape and stuff. Often. It ch- yeah, yeah, changes the pattern and stuff. So if yeah. they could find a, a van's shoe belonging to you know the suspect with the same pattern, you know, from wear and tear and stuff. Yeah. You know that would. Definitely put him in a bit in a bit of a pickle, wouldn't it? So, order of the killings. Right. Has this been confirmed? No. Okay. It it will be speculative. Okay. So <laughs> it's always best to confirm that. Yeah. So. I, d- I don't want to spend too much time on it because it doesn't really matter, but I suppose it helps to sort of understand. Well, considering the layout of the house, absolutely it matters because. If, um, and again, forgive me, what's the girl called who was eating the food? Zana. Zana. So if she was on the, the, the what we know as the, the ground floor, or was she in the lower ground? Was she, no, she, oh, she, she, she was, was on, the, on the level two. Level two. So say with this house, you've got level one, level two, level three. Okay. So, Whereas yeah. we'd say like ground floor, second yeah. floor, level one. Okay. Floor. So... He must have, in my mind, the most logical way is level three. The top level. Yeah, top level and work his way down to the point where Initials (laughs) has then seen the suspect leave the property. Mm -hmm. Because if, obviously, he's not going to go down up, down, go. No. Um, so if we think he came in through level two. Yeah. The sliding glass doors. So the way it's laid out is you've got the glass doors, yeah. the kitchen. This is DM's room. And I'll try and say this in a way that's describing it well. Yeah. So sort of directly opposite the kitchen, you've got DM's room. Okay. And then in between... You've got the stairs that right. go up to level three. Yeah. I think I have got the, the pictures. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that's right. I have got the pictures so I can refer back to them and, and make sure that that's right. But if it is the way that I think I can remember it. Yeah. That seems, you know, like you... Mm, no, because then you've got... Zana's room over there. Okay. 
So he's coming from, when she sees him, he's coming from Zana's room out the glass doors. Okay. So, yeah, what makes most sense then is if he's gone up to level three. Yeah. Killed Kaylee and Maddie. Maddie. Come back down the stairs. Potentially, Zana's seen him. When she's eating her food. When she's eating her food. In the kitchen. Yeah. So, because obviously, if she's gone to the front door, which is the opposite side, he's come in through the glass doors, gone straight up the stairs. I just want to double check that I'm getting them stairs right. Yeah. Because I don't obviously want to... But again, this is all speculation, yeah, so it yeah. doesn't have to be perfect, but... Let me see. Um, That's the most logical I just thing don't want to me. put anything wrong out there, because obviously... But again, this is, this is all... You know, our thoughts anyway, it's yeah, not... Yeah, the stairs. Yeah. Right, okay, so. Um, right. So I was wrong. Okay, fair. Ah, it sort of makes even more sense when you look at... Oh no, I was right. Okay, that's completely I'm getting fine. getting so confused. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, so because there's two sets of stairs in... On this level because you've got the ones that go down and then the ones that go up so yeah I, I got that pretty spot on actually so okay his yeah he could have gone Zana could have seen him while she's in the kitchen eating a, a food yeah. he's chased her into her bedroom she's screaming someone's here yeah to Ethan yeah um and then the male voice saying it's okay I'm gonna help you could be Ethan. It could be the suspect. But it could yeah. be the suspect trying yeah. to entice. You know, there was speculation that if this guy is the guy that we think that it is, he uh, applied to join the police right. in autumn of that year. Okay. He could have had a uniform or, you it know, anything, a yeah, badge yeah. or something. And he maybe, yeah. I mean, that's again something that Bundy would do to entice his of victims. Of course he would. Is, yeah, yeah. You know, and to sort of make them feel at ease. Yeah, potentially. Um, so that's just something to think about. I'm glad I got them stairs right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just getting confused. Uh, so another thing I just want to discuss really quickly is, um, you know, obviously it must have been very bloody in there. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And there was a picture that was, a photo that was circulating in the early days um, from the outside of the home. Okay. Um, in the foundations. That's a lot of blood. Yeah. Uh, so it was basically that Zana's room. Right. Um, and it seemed like it was blood oozing out the house, which is f just so. That's creepy. Like horrible yeah, to yeah. think. And obviously, we don't know. We it's not been confirmed to be blood, and police would have had to have done a test on it. Potentially, it looks like someone's been killed up against the wall. Mm. And it's gone through a brick or... Oh. Well, obviously in America, it, a lot of the houses are made out of wood, aren't they? And, and plasterboard and stuff. So, you know, if you think about it, if someone's leant up against a wall or, you know, been beaten to the point that they get to a wall, has been stabbed up against the wall, oh. the blood potentially may come out. Or if somebody's laying on the floor and they've been left for eight hours. It's going to go through the, could, the, the, the floorboards or anything, yeah. That just... I, 
when I seen that picture, it's you know, creepy. People were saying it could have been like um, heating oil because there's a pipe. Yeah. Yeah. Is it is that what it is? is it like heating to heat houses up? Yeah. I don't it, it, I don't yeah. know much about America. Obviously, we have. Do we have heating oil? No, we use gas over here, don't we, and stuff. And but again, it's yeah, <laughs> it's definitely not something that uh, we're smart enough to discuss. I think <laughs> no, uh, no. <laughs> so law enforcement began their investigation, enlisting the help of Idaho State Police and the FBI. Uh, as the news broke, it attracted a lot of media attention, and that homicide shook not only the community of Moscow but the nation as a whole, and clearly international as yeah. well. Huge. Rumours began circulating online, and armchair detectives immediately took to social media, rummaging through Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, and TikTok accounts of the victims and their friends, trying to find anything they could to figure out who was responsible for the for the murders. And then we get the the suspects. Yeah. So we know who number one suspect is now. Yes, of course, yeah, yeah. But it was a long road getting there. Yeah. I think a big thing, like I will say, when it comes to sort of these cases that we look at, is that you know a lot of them, a lot of these like murders and stuff tend to happen through, you know, a, a jealous ex-boyfriend, a jealous wife, a. Uh, ex-wife you know or whatever it might be it's always somebody who's a friend or family member that's been disgruntled well that's or, the thing is like know. stranger murders especially four of them are so rare like yeah. most of the time and knife crime as well like it's yeah. so personal yeah. a knife killing like you know you hear about in america especially you know um shootings happening all the time mm-hmm. you know i think it's more common over here knife crime because it's easier accessible than it is a gun, but I think, you know, a knife crime is a personal attack. It is, and it's, I mean, I've never used a knife or a gun, like, I've, I've, to kill anyone. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> but I've never even, like, you know, Held a been knife in that anywhere way, yeah, yeah. near a gun in my life. Like, yeah, yeah. literally, the closest I've come to a gun is a nerf gun. Yeah. <laughs> but from what I assume, it's a lot easier to shoot someone. Of course it is, yeah, yeah. Than yeah. to stab someone. If yeah, because they can... It, they can fight back. If you've got sense. four targets, you just it's a lot of you people. just want to shoot yeah. surely. But obviously, there's like the whole noise yes. of, a, of a shooting and things like that. Yeah, which, especially in a in a heavy populated area as yeah, well, like a university it, place. Yeah, would attract attention. Yeah, you've got to have some balls to stab to death for four people in the same house. Well, that yeah. doesn't mean that the killer has balls. No, absolutely not. Saying not. that, just like you've just got to be deluded or something. Like, yeah. They just I don't get it like, um, but yeah, it, it, with it being random as well. So far, we don't know all no. the evidence, but um, you know, it, it's it's just a crazy, crazy, sad story. It's just horrific to think. So one of the first persons of interest targeted online. So this was never re- re- released by police. Yeah, um, was a man who was seen standing near Kaylee and Maddie at the food truck. In the footage from the live stream from the early morning hours of the 13th. So if you remember, they went to the club yeah. and they went to the food truck who, for some reason, Twitch stream May just the be night. A, yeah, they might just have be, be doing it, the cooking or whatever it might yeah, be. Yeah, so it's quite popular, from what, isn't it? because I've watched the video. Yeah. I didn't know it was popular to do that. Yeah, but, apparently so. Um, It's the guy who's taking the orders and he's like 
the manager, like he yeah. owns the thing and he's yeah. chatting to his, you know, chat and stuff. Yeah. Um so the the guy that was seen with the girls um was dubbed Hoodie Guy and he's seen interacting with them while they wait for the food. Yeah. And then he briefly briefly follows them when they left. So from what I've Fair. seen, they leave quite quickly. He stops, looks at them go, and then follows them a little bit and then goes off in his direction. Fair. And obviously, when people haven't got any information, they just go off what they see. Of course and they do, yeah, looked, yeah. And I'll admit, I thought he looked quite suspicious. Yeah. Um... And then there was all these like crazy rumors going around that after the the murders he flew to Africa, and yeah, crazy. It was just, the internet for you. There was n- nothing at all to say that he went to Africa. Yeah, Africa <laughs> of, of all, all places, places. Yeah. Um. So yeah, obviously other persons of interest. Um, was Kaylee's ex-boyfriend, like you yeah. said, Jack. Common. Um, yeah. Which just makes me so sad because Kaylee's family stuck by Jack from the beginning. And I yeah. watched um, an interview with them only today where, you know, the he stayed on their couch afterwards and, like, he was just so devastated. And, like, they said, you know, we knew that he didn't have anything to do with it, but we did make him, you know, show for any wounds or you know like yeah absolutely yeah and that must be horrible it must have been horrible for him and people were saying like the worst things about him and heartbreaking um, he seems like such a sweet good guy and he was just ripped to shreds and for no like with no basis yeah and And that's the thing it's like with these cases is that and that's the one thing I don't like about it is that they instantly jump on anyone anyone they can anyone yeah yeah anyone so yeah again we went over you know people were pointing the finger at the surviving roommate in particular dm and because she the suspicious story of the eight hours and all that yeah Yeah, it makes sense um and then there was obviously the possibility that the suspect could have been a serial killer which is yeah yeah you know especially like the 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 way they were all murdered yeah, as well. That, yeah, that I, I think like most logical to me at the time was I thought shit was seeing a serial killer mm-hmm. like at work and again there was murders in Washington just over the next state um that happened the previous year on the thirteenth of a month and people were going why and I bought into that yeah, like yeah. you know um and we don't know like if he wasn't caught. It That's could it. have been a serial killer in the making. May may well be. Um, other theories included disgruntled neighbours, angry at the level of noise coming from the home, um, and there had been quite a few noise complaints. Um, a stalker, because Kaylee apparently had a stalker. Right. Um, hazing gone wrong by frat members. Um, no. <laughs> wow. <laughs> a weird incel type who may have been rejected by one or more of the girls. And then, you know, the last one, I'll, I will finish on it. Just something ridiculous. People actually thought that there was cartel involvement. Wow. Because Zana's mum was in jail at the time for drug offences. And people thought, yeah, we'll, we'll go after Zana because of... 
her mother. Yeah. Mother. Makes yeah. no sense. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, that concludes our first episode of the PITC UK podcast. Um, we'll try and get part two out to you as soon as possible once we have a little bit more uh, information. Um, but thank you again for the support and the listens over the last 12 months, even while we haven't been about. Um, and we're really looking forward to really smashing out this year with more and more episodes. So thank you very much.